that Universal logo. And so you, you watch that logo as a kid growing up and then to have that headline the film, introduce the film is a great feeling. And now you're making Universal Pictures. And now we're making Universal Pictures, it's a relationship. So big deep space opening shots, um, originally not the opening of the movie, we began with Fry's character inside the ship as she woke up from cryosleep and looked around her, like sometimes you wake up in another city and you don't know, you know, you're in a generic hotel room, you don't know where you are. That's the kind of feeling I wanted to start the movie with. But um, it worked too well and the early preview audiences were disoriented by, by that opening. They didn't know where they were, so. Well, this is, this is a lot better. This, this is one of those things as an actor you don't see on the page and you just hope that the special effects department is gonna do something spectacular. And when we saw the film at the premiere, this was a treat. Yeah, it is a beautiful opening shot. It sets a scene, tells you, it gives its beauty, but it's it's ominous at the same time. Coupled with the omnipresent, uh, the omnipresent uh, dialogue. Yeah, that wasn't in the movie, originally was it? This wasn't on the script. Right. This wasn't on the page, this was something that was kind of designed afterwards to help lead people into the story. Because you can see, if you just started here, you wouldn't know. It's like, is this a medical laboratory? Could be anywhere, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That opening shot gives you that kind of isolated, yeah. drifting feel. I resisted for a long time because it's kind of typical to start a movie like this with the ship in space shot, but Every once in a while, the audience just needs to be grounded. Yeah. Not it sets you up, though. I mean, it's a, it's, a, it's a beautiful way to start a film. That's why they've done it. And here's my robot. There's Cole Hauser. He's with us today, as is Vin Diesel. And me, David Tuohy. Being in those cryo lockers was uh, not the easiest thing in the world. Being in the cryo lockers alone was being claustrophobic, and then having chains and being blindfolded and not being able to move. <laughs> I, I, in fact, I remember shooting this and I've literally lost it because I felt like I was in there a little bit longer than I needed to be in there. Yeah. <laughs> and I lost, I, I, I guess, you, you know, it was a little anxiety. I had the control of that, just so you know. I know you did. <laughs> Being blasted out as well was not... Um, they just basically kicked you in the back, didn't they? Yeah. All... They just pushed me in the back. Huh? Here goes Rada. <laughs> Little known fact is that I really had no close up of this guy jettisoning from the cryo locker. Mm. So it's actually you, Cole. <laughs> There's like 12 frames of somebody coming out of the crowd locker fast. It looked like me, actually. <laughs> oh, I was going to say that nobody can tell. Yeah. But he actually does look a little bit like you in, in person. Yeah. I'm a little more handsome, though, to be fair. He is? I am. Oh, got it, yeah. 
dropping 20 MB per minute. Shit! We're hemorrhaging air. Something took a swipe at us. Come on, come on. Just tell me we're still in the shipping lane, man. Just show me all those stars. Come on. Big bright. What? I've had people come up to me and say that that was one of their favorite shots. Yeah, big go by. Visual effects track will have uh, commentary on the models, all the visual effects shots as well, uh, with Mr. Peter Chang and myself and Tom Engelman. I like that too. You just open up and you're in a furnace. <laughs> it's like no horizon, no chance of anything, just furnace. So we put Rada up to get all this rock and rolling of uh, the Fry character, Rada Mitchell. And we put her up uh, in this big gimbal and just shook the hell out of it. And uh, I remember one day, uh, actually several gimbals set, and one of them broke. The gimbal broke right out from under the actors. It was a terrible sound. Oh, that's right. And uh, did somebody get hurt? Okay. Nobody got hurt. Yeah. And we were lucky. But to, to hear that thing snap, you know, this, this is like a 20-ton structure, 30-ton yeah. structure. Just hear it snap and hit the ground. She got into it, though, you know. Here's this actress who comes, comes off of doing high art, <laughs> putting her in gimbals and shaking the hell out of her. She got into it. Selected number two in the system because it shows at least some oxygen. Maximum terrain 220 meters over mean surface. Largely cinder and gypsum with some evaporite deposits. Fry, what the hell are you doing? I gotta drop more load. I like the structure in that we established the, the moral dilemma. What, are we two minutes into the film, three minutes into the film right now? Maybe four. But that quick. It's like she has, she has a, a life and death decision to make, and it's going to live with her the rest of the film. I like that structure, and it works well for us. That was a crucial line. Was that even in the script? Not gonna die for them. Yeah, because we use it later on in, in the finale. You know. But was that line actually in the script? Yeah. I like this right here. Big air brakes, big honking yeah. air brakes. Yeah. I first look at Cooper Petey coming up here. Yeah. Look at that. What the fuck is happening up there? Get your hands back on the control. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's the point. Nobody's driving the ship anymore. It's like she's supposed to be nobody's driving it. Mr. Chang tells an interesting story about these plates here. He sees he's in a helicopter shooting them, and they have to get lower and lower and lower to get the plates, to get the shots. Mm -hmm. And the helicopter skids actually hit the ground at like 50 miles an hour. Yeah. To get these. I didn't know we had helicopters in this ship. <laughs> yeah, about one day. We can afford one day helicopter. 
This is just cool, remember? unbelievable. Look at that. Peter Chang, man. Oh. Do you remember hanging on to that pole? Yeah, it was one of the more painful things I've done. I was tearing my arms up. It was so sharp, the thing that I was actually holding on to. And I was like, and I was pulling myself oh, that's backwards, right. acting like I was doing 150 miles an hour hanging on. And there's all sorts of fans on you, all sorts of shit whipping yeah, by you. Yeah, you hit in the eye with a couple of things. Dodging stuff. It really works, though. I mean, he he made it look beautiful. Aftermath. <laughs> Some of these out of focus shots. I love that shot. <laughs> you got to tell the camera guys, it hurts them to shoot out of focus sometimes. I'm saying we're trying to get it into makes like sense though, you know. Yeah, his head. Yeah. After all that. Because these guys get fired for you know shooting out of focus, you know, on an Oliver Stone film or something. <laughs> They're gone. Their history. The blood, but a little detail there. On the ears. Somebody's gonna get hurt one of these days. Remember the grab, the neck grab? We had a lot of discussion about would it be fast enough? You know, am I just hanging around here too long? You know, will it look right? And you know, once you finesse it, you start you start playing around with film speeds. And it is a quick strike, you know, it does shock the audience, and I think we just pulled that off. You remember when the chain broke a few times? Around oh, yeah. my neck. <laughs> I mean, he, Rick was remember really how long it took him to re reset that? Yeah. It's like, yeah, the, the chains around. The last one, I was just, I just told Rick, I said, just strangle me, man. Just do it, make it look right, you know? Yeah. And it, and it works when I'm in. Left a mark, did it? Huh? Left a mark? Yeah. Little mark. Don't touch a few it. marks from don't this movie. Don't you touch that handle! Get out of it! No, 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 it's too close to his heart. There's some anesthesia in the med lock in the back of the cabin. Not anymore, there's not. Lewis Fitzgerald there. See, that works. I think you have to see the film once or twice, and then at least on the second time when you see that shot of Cole, it all reads and plays. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When you, know, when you really know what's going through his yeah. mind, yeah. Definitely, it's just the right reaction. Uncomfortable, obviously. <laughs> huh, what? Uh, why would that be? <clears throat> During the dailies, <laughs> we there was actually a whole meditation process, this ritual, and I remember everyone in the dailies cracking up because they went, <laughs> they stood up and went back down. The pilgrims went back down and started. Meditating again and bowing and going through this whole ritual. It was it was a mini series. Yeah, <laughs> that whole praying out in the desert stuff, and the pilgrims can never quite sink it right. There was also you notice the pilgrims are not facing Mecca, all one direction they're facing each other. Yeah, <laughs> because it's it, it's a place with multiple suns, so they came to me 
and I had scripted in that you know they had I think their backs to each other in the script something like that they were covering all the bases and they came to me and said but in Mecca you know there's Mecca's only one way I said but you don't know what way it is and it took a little bit to get them to do it that way mm -hmm. because they were actually the pilgrims were actually Muslim kids I thought Claudia really delivered her lines well. Claudia Black play Shaza yeah that actually originally was my line, and I gave it to her. Do you remember that? Did you? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> because you wanted to be sort of isolating up there? Yeah, I wanted to be thinking about things, not yeah. talking about How's it going to lay out? How the whole thing's going to lay out? I don't know. Well, I, for one, am thoroughly grateful. At least wasn't made to last. Claudia Black is, um, has a popular TV show, Farscape, which is shot in Australia, also seen here in the States. Pretty popular down there. Thanks very much. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, pretty for popular here, actually. No, really, thank you. Well done. You just escaped from a maximum prison. <laughs> what do we risk getting locked up forever? Not that much. Really empty. This next scene is painful. Containers upside down, it's all, it's all the top security. Yeah, the arm crack coming up. Very, yeah, interesting you story. You really did that, right? Well, they set up this $60,000 special $60, effects day to shoot Why that scene. And I walked on a set and uh, held the chain in my hands and actually did it. <laughs> and everyone on the set looks at me like, Vin, you didn't tell me you could do that. No, no, I was impressive. I mean, I was already impressed by you, but that was really impressive. Sick. But, you know, but then once my hands were locked in the, in the cuffs, uh, I was in the chains. I wasn't able to do it because I wasn't able to rotate my hands enough. Why? I don't know. It was just a little tighter in, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was a little tighter in. But I've it actually... Was, it made for a good scare. Yeah. yeah, so this is Vin doing about three quarters of the movement, I would say. Yeah. Good and 80, then Mr. Chains. Yeah, yeah. Because Vin could get up to about here himself. Yeah. What's interesting is that I, we, there was a shot that explains how that opening in the eye uh, that allowed me to see. It got to be there. Got yeah, they, to be they there. Cut there in that the blindfold. Yeah. It was extremely dangerous. No, oh, yeah. It was basically. I was blindfolded <laughs> and I had to gauge or guess rather where this spiked needle was the spiked edge of metal or something, right? right? Some sharp metal. And I had to pat my head down and and gouge into this uh, blindfold and rip it open. We did the whole scene. Yeah, yeah, it's very dangerous. It, it was very dangerous. I don't think it ultimately played because you had to go too tight on it. I couldn't hunt shit with these things, be my guess. Well, look, what's the point anyway? I mean, if the man is gone, he's gone. Why should he bother us? Maybe they take what you got. Work your I like this. I like backs of people's heads Maybe sometimes. I love the backs. Back like because, you know, too much. It's like this TV coverage where you're just like getting into this over the shoulder, over the shoulder yeah. mode, close up, close up. Well, great shot. Yeah. yeah. That shot is amazing. And Cole got it. I think Cole recommended that shot to you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That was like a comic book shot. The breather. Elmo, we're looking for water with the leaves 
We're never really clear what Elamon's <laughs> name is because everyone says it differently. It's actually Imam, but to say Ilimam means the Imam, as I understand it, in uh, Arabic or Farsi. And Elamam is what you say when you are. <laughs> I'm not going to go there. <laughs> it is a bit confusing. But Imam is like a title, it means simply the cleric or something like that, or the equivalent of the priest rather than a uh, formal name. John Moore plays Zeke. Keith David. Yes. The revered. You can see the wind. It was freezing there. Yeah. You can see the lapels and, and, and them flapping around. It was very, very cold. See the hair blowing? <laughs> but it's supposed to be scorching desert yeah. heat. And we pulled it off. It does look like that. Do you remember how cold it was, Cole? It's freezing. Freezing. Claudia Black's in pain right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's so cold. There'll be no shots. I think we're coming up on a first day of shooting here. Yes. Yeah. This morning actually was the coldest. The first day of shooting was the coldest morning. And they're spritzing you down with water. I mean, yeah, painful. Just ridiculous. It's some form of torture. I don't. I don't know what kind. Yeah. It could have been worse. Right here in the scene. I had a notion that we had to start drifting atmosphere through, put a big fan on, start sprinkling uh, dust through the air, like it was constantly wind, a dry, irritating wind. And the first bit got right in Keith's face and in his eyes. <laughs> it's like he went away to the trailer, came back an hour later, said, well, I guess the whole atmosphere. Forget the whole atmosphere thing. Keep David, the man who smiles, and you smile along. One of the greatest smiles. This is a little bit... Um, <clears throat> I like the soundtrack with this, though. It kind of punches it up. It does. There was a little bit restored there from the theatrical version. It just um, helped a mom and prize character. Do it. Nice lady. Did you see anything? Another cool shot. Cole's yeah. got the cool shots. I remember going through the wardrobe process, and Cole and I went through it together, and, I, and we'd come out of it, and Cole always had these cool yes, things. Cole had some paraphernalia, didn't Yeah, it's just like, how the hell did you pull that off? Talent, my friend. I love this, this shot, though. When you're coming up, when you're sitting in the chair, it just flashes. Yeah, that was something created on the day. Yeah, yeah very late on the day. <laughs> it was an opportunity. A lot of those movies. We saw the empty, vacant <laughs> ship, and we said, let's play it. We've got to talk about Rihanna in her absence before, before this is all over. Those are doubles. All doubles. All doubles. See and know that's not me, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> that hair, that toupee that I got. <laughs> and those are true doubles because there's stunt coordinators doubling as standards. Yeah. <laughs> All CGI, of course, you know that from the special effects track. Actually, you know, there are miniature bone pieces, one tenth scale. That we're tracking into that shot. But shot out in Cooper Pedy, the middle of nowhere, just rocks. 
this yeah, set was amazing because yeah. this is all this is cool true to life. Of course, it was incredibly fragile. If you leaned against it, you heard styrofoam yeah, crack. Exactly. We shot some different stuff here of a uh, uh, cat and mouse stuff between the character Fry and Riddick. Him knowing that he was somewhere here in the boneyard, but not being able to quite peg his presence. But when the movie is running 20, 30 minutes too long, and you got to call it something, and the whole audience is saying, you know what, just get to the creatures faster, get to the night stuff, because that's when the really cool stuff happens. You know, you're at a loss as to what to take out because you like a, <clears throat> you like a lot of it. And that's filmmaking. Yeah, it's a process. But we lost some, some, I thought some nice cat and mouse stuff here between uh, the two characters. Now this was in the first, first week, right? This is the second day, I think. Second day? Yeah. Probably shouldn't do this. Yeah, I think you're right. Dehydrates even more. It was very cold again. Yeah. You know, if you could've stayed back. And that really is Irish whiskey. If you don't find water, you know what happened. This is Cole's character being a nice guy. And slowly turning into the nefarious one. No one's me. I'm not touching the hand. Cop. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Remember, there was a big discussion about Cole saying, well, I could just turn my head and see him. I mean, I was doing my dialogue. I could see Vin's face. This is hysterical. But you're real worried about, well, the audience is going to think I'm stupid. Just... I can turn not, and see him. Not stupid, but I mean, the guy's got to be. I mean, he should be able to Sharp. smell his presence. Yeah. You know. He's the one that stopped the docking pilot. This always was a little. Shit. I'll tell you what's hokey right now. It's about to come up. And the docking pilot being the hokeyest scene in the film. What do you think? You're gonna see it in a minute. <laughs> I guess I'm a little more glad. And maybe I'm wrong. But he holds it. And you think that's enough? It. That's enough. That's like, this is, a, what is that? It's Lily Gilding. It's Lily Gilding. Completely. It was made up on the day and it was just did not work and it just found its way on the, on the final cut. Yeah. It's literally found its way somehow. Me being the nice guy and give him my gun. Nobody remembers that, huh? <laughs> this is actually beautiful in here. Look at that. We eventually come crashing through this scene, right? Yeah. And I'm not sure the audience puts together that right. later on in the night sequence, we come back through right. this very same way. Right. And that when we hit that deadfall of bones, that's what this is. But, uh, you know, they can always run the DVD and find it out. Sounds like he's speaking German. I mean. Wasn't there a dialogue for the robot? Yeah. Yeah, there Intruder, was. Intruder, something like... Um, there was some Iron Giant kind of stuff happening. Yeah. <laughs> and it got a little confusing. I think it did. But, yeah, the audience was thinking that whatever the robot said was supposed to be important. Right. And it's not. It's a, it's a human artifact. And right. so you can establish that without the dialogue, so we got rid of that robot dialogue. You did that voice for us, didn't you? Yeah. <clears throat> what is that? 
It sounds like it's a sp sprayer for plants, right? Yeah, so. it's a little sprinkler head. Yeah. Oh, for the garden. I love the light, and I love that shot. That's probably one of my, uh, one of my favorite shots. All right. The shot before that, the silhouette and lights on. I thought yeah. that was so representative of the time. It's like that. It's similar to the shot of you later on coming over the rise, where you just blacked out. Which is another favorite shot. Just blacked out. Yeah, I love that kind of. I love that. Tolerance. It's like, all right, what else? What else we got to deal with? Louis Fitzgerald, a man of many props. He thought Cole was tricked out. He had a few things going on, didn't he? <laughs> and he knew how to juggle them, too. This is, this is where the momentum starts. He's been right here, helping me. Total stranger. Here's where you sort of get the sensibility of the picture, too, is that it's kind of sick. This is where the momentum starts. This <clears> is the first casualty. And this plays well, because it's set up with the... I ne I'm confused on whether we should have heard that dialogue, Riddick, or whisper it somehow, as opposed to just yeah. being... Yeah. It's pretty Set clear, though. I mean, I think. It, it just it feels like there's a breath behind it, and there's no breath. So right. I don't know if it's, it almost seems like it could be an audio. We could have. I love that flash stuff. Oh yeah, I just did that in Tosin. That's, that's, that's my stunt double right there. Yeah. yeah. It was brilliant. Yeah, Rick Anderson really did great work. Shaws are getting creamed with blood. I think we did it in one take. I could not abide doing it again. I couldn't handle it. It's this shot that lets this me. Shot. Boom. Yeah. That's the one. That's great. So That's initially, the idea there was, was nothing there, and then we saw that, and I was bored. I think, and I come up to you and I say, you know, David, what if I'm sitting up there drinking? And you thought about it for a second and said, great idea. Yeah, it is. Because originally, we, you were going to be poking out from behind some... It was always a crash zoom in to reveal you. You, you know what? You're but you were behind right. some wreckage. And we were running out of time, so we were also in the mode of thinking how to maximize the camera setups. So all we had to do was use a, a zoom lens, a long lens, and and uh, yeah. and capture that shot and explain where Riddick was. Yeah. Actually, two crash zooms spliced together invisibly because... On an 11-1 zoom, you go right. bang in halfway, then you move the camera forward, and you bang in again, and but, it looks like one long But it also, it also showed how proficient Riddick was in being wherever he wanted to be and yeah. not being... Yeah, it's, it's a good character moment. Yeah, much better, and a good suggestion on your part. I use it... And fun for the audience. They dig it. They yeah, I look... I, I told you, I gauged the... Uh, a lot of times in a full audience, uh, the packed house, you kind of can see where 
the audience, if the audience is understanding the story at that point. Right. I love how this is shot. Yeah. I have to sh shoot it completely stylized because you don't want to know, we don't want the audience to know at this point whether it's Riddick or whether it's Absolutely. something else. So it has it to works. be disorienting, stylized, abstract. Like this stuff is too. Those stuff are, we call them trickeration shots. Again, it's hard to get the cameraman to do that kind of stuff because they're trained to just like hit it, focus it, shoot it. And uh, after a while, I said, okay, we need trickeration shots here. And the idea was to be off balance around Riddick. This was weird because we were, uh, I was concerned that it, uh, Riddick looked too anemic here. And. Uh, so we had to kind of find a way to rip off the goggles and realize that he was still kind of coming out of a deep sleep or whatever and slowly regaining his power. That's what we decided that as soon as the, as well, he's vulnerable goggles, as soon as yeah. the glasses come off, right? Yeah, I mean, it's it's like having, you know, a police officers shine a light in your face. You're disoriented, yeah. you know? I always like this lighting too on you. Love this whole setup. Yeah. There's a debate right now as to whether we should just leave you here to die. Now that was an important line to, to throw in there as a debate that was off the page and, and that helped to motivate him into talking and to show a little sympathy on her part, which is what was needed for Riddick to kind of warm up slowly eventually to her. And first time we've heard you talk live. I mean, the voiceover up front, but this is it. Yeah. Right, which is something we were conscious of. Which is a half hour into the movie. Mm -hmm. And what's cool is that you recognize the power of that. Right. Yeah, I didn't want did, any lines before. I didn't hear from Vin, you know, maybe I should, God, it's a long time without talking, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> maybe we should sneak a few things in. Yeah. It's also, he's talking about the time that he shipped me in the back when, uh, some years back, when I was actually trying to capture him. It was actually an important thing for later in the story. Right. This was something that was designed there uh, on that week, the whole idea of making her come closer. That sells it too, that whole kind of, mm -hmm. I thought that was a great insert. Mm -hmm. Her playing this fear, uh, the fear factor, the sound effect of the chains, the way the chain, the apparatus is used to hold up the chains, all help to kind of give that mythological kind of beast trapped. Okay, I can do it. You gotta get sent to a slam when they tell you I'll never see death. We were worried about having the same restraints. Uh, as the beginning that he escaped from, so that second the limbs were separated and each, you know? Yeah, we talked about a lot of different poses for that. I was thinking initially like a, a man from horse kind of pose. Right. With a man that called horse, remember that? Yeah. The Richard Harris film where they strung him up. And... This allows us to still look formidable but be restrained. That's right. He, yeah, he's restrained, but he's still a threat, isn't he? Not he and he looks very threatening because it doesn't look like he's 
restrained in a normal fashion, all his limbs look like they could potentially do something. So here's a scene that we added uh, for the DVD version. Uh, in the theatrical version, it went right off from Vin's line, look deeper, to her entering the underground lair. This is about Fry, or sort of John scratching underneath uh, Fry's character a bit, scratching the surface of a character to find out what's, you know, what's beneath it and why she needs to feel like she has to go and be the hero now. I like this scene. I think this scene kind of exp further explains where they're going. Yeah, it's definitely, it, it, it ties into the story and why she goes in. It's like I'm almost challenging her in a way. You know? Absolutely. I want to see her. Mm-hmm. She says she can do it, do it. But you're also showing that there's some common sense was in existence before yeah, someone went in. It also explains that look, too, doesn't I it? Don't, I don't want, yeah, it explains that look, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Young boys everywhere, you're welcome. That <laughs> <clears throat> was Zeke's flashlight for those of you who have no clue what that is. It's amazing how shitty a set like this can look when it's not lit. You when the show to you, the art department takes you around and shows you what they're doing for the first time? That's beautiful. That looks completely amazing. unimpressive. And then Egby gets in there, he starts doing his thing, you know, and uh, it looks like this. I love that behind. Look at that. That's nice. It's almost like coming out of a cocoon. I was worried. I was. Uh, you remember, David? I was really apprehensive about these creatures being shown this early and in this fashion, and not. Uh, and her kind of being unharmed, whether that would play, and it ultimately did. Because they're just glimpses, and you have to know that. You also uh, played them as babies, correct? I mean, they're not. They're not full grown. These are like yeah, adolescent versions yeah. in here. Yeah, so they aren't, uh, they just get bigger right. <laughs> as the movie goes on. Panic. Okay, John's is right. I'm out of here. about pulling fry fry out of the pinnacle. This is the part in the movie where people start to really feel vulnerable. The horror factor comes alive. Cool intercoming, huh? 
I, I thought it was a brilliant idea. Vin just improvised the chain rattling on the set, and uh, I didn't know where to use it, so very, very late in the day, I just said, let's try to intercut it to give this a little energy. We're a little weak on the footage of her climbing up in the pinnacle and this stuff. Let's intercut it here and see how it works. It seems like he hears it, too. Yeah, it seems like he knows what's going on. Yeah. And it makes him idea. smarter in a way, prescient in a kind of way, like he, he knew what, what he was sending her in to do. Here's a moment to kiss the audience, too. Yeah, this is an amazing stunt by the, her double. So. Yeah. It looks so painful when I was sitting there watching. Right. It's like, oh. Yeah. See ya. Oh, that was good. Yeah, Marnie. Marnie was the devil? Yep. Can you tell who cut that rope? <laughs> you certainly didn't want it, did you? Who, who was it? I don't even know at the end of the day. It was John's. Saves her life. You work without chains, without bit, and without shivs. You do what I say when I say it. For what? Down there going back to some asshole with skull? Well, the truth is, is I'm tired of chasing. I like that moment there because it's like the one thing he could say, say to get to me, the one button I have, he found it, he pushed it. Freedom. See another reason why the apparatus works so nicely. Yeah. We had a long discussion yeah. on how we'd have that gun, that weapon, taken out of John's Well, hand. it worked out, though, because the thing is, is that you don't really see it. It's so fast that you don't see it, right. and that makes sense. Yeah. It's like if, if my, you know, at one point, my, my hand was, like, out in front of me. It, it like, felt stupid, didn't doing? it? And I remember the discussion. I said, it's going to feel stupid. you you got to trust me. By the time we get into the editing room, we'll make it work. Yeah. And it's a matter of, like, undercranking the camera so that it's, it's a, just a, a snake strike right and then make it even faster right in the editing faster faster and the editor kept showing it to me i said not fast enough not fast enough yeah because you can't make john stupid by having him dangling right. out there it can't look like that it seemed well, also there were no scene. bullets in the gun so it seemed was a pivotal scene because <laughs> that's it right shows that rule that, number one that he doesn't shoot that that riddick isn't as life. bad as people say he is or has some other kind of logic this scene was grueling. It was also the first, probably the second day or third day. I think it was the first day. No, 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 no. Yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah, it was the first day. It was the first day. It was the first day of dialogue. For you. For sure. Yeah. For me, absolutely. And I remember carrying this thing, and I'm thinking, oh, God, these guys expect me to be able to tow this thing for miles. See that, that those red marks on the neck? Yeah. That's from Dragon. the chain rubber because I'm really trying to. It was very difficult, but I'm thinking they're expecting me to be able to lift, pull train. Right. So let me try to pull this off. We added this scene back in to just to understand the, the need about the cells and what they do and things like that. This isn't in the thing. Right, right. So there's a little face off, a little face off between you guys here. 
This was in the film. No, it isn't. No. It's not? Not in the theatrical. So they're wondering, how does he know so much about transports and shipping lanes and things like that? That's right, this isn't in the film. Do me a favor. Check these containers out and uh, see what we can patch these wings up with. Yeah? Important to me because they made this deal and it says, look, I'll give you some some leash, wow. but not a lot I of it. I forgot all about that scene. Yeah? Well, yeah, it, it plays into it. It just makes sense. It's like, this in it's like you're free, but only to an extent. Yeah, and that was New Jack. Yeah. And this is where the theatrical picks up again right here. Because, yeah, the next thing is really when I come up and I whistle to him when he's looking around. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you've got so much leash and only so much. Yeah. <laughs> I love Keith David. Keith David. <laughs> I love that. We had the Pilgrims had on the set. a close-up shot of him, too, when he was just standing there smiling. Remember he had his hands on his yeah. hips? Uh, yeah, yeah, that was a great shot. I remember seeing that in daily. It was a trip because um, he would just, like, on the day of, ask the kids... You know, how's this pronounced? How's this pronounced? Okay, and I'll do it. Right. And uh, sometimes it works, sometimes uh, less well it worked. I must say, Keith has a good ear for it. So. This is a very tricky location to shoot in because you knew you, you it, one inch in either direction and you could, where your hand was placed was all crucial. Yeah. It's one of those scenes where, yeah, I can't move the camera because it's so tight in there, so you got to move actors around and have yeah. Cole lean up into that close-up. It's like There was a lot of marks in that scene you had to hit, and, and it was, you just rolled all the way through. It was never like a camera, you know, move or anything like that. It was all one shot. Yeah, that's where you go. Cool. It's interesting that Jack's head is shaved there, and you don't realize it until later. It's not played until later. People don't pick up on it as much until the next scene. Freezing here. For me, the coldest day by far. And that's why I look so in shape, because I'm trying to protect myself from the elements. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, all my, I'm flexing as much as I can to kind of warm my body. At least we had sunlight. I mean, for the most part, we were rained on in Cuba, PD. I like that move, Cole. I like yeah. that one. You've always liked that one. Love that one. It's like you're calling a dog, isn't it, Cole? Exactly. <laughs> because look. Oh, I've, the major thing there, when I pulled down the tarp. It threw your arm out, didn't it? It threw my arm because it was hooked. It, it was supposed to be. It's supposed to come free. <laughs> it's supposed to come free, and someone locked it on the other side because the wind was blowing. And I go to yank it, and I have to use all this extra force, and I threw my shoulder out. Yeah. You threw your shoulder out? Completely. I was. I went to yank it and was yanking. Imagine yanking on a chain as hard as you could that was fastened to the ceiling. And then tell me how you'd feel. I know. Uh, what you mean? Love this scene. I'm gonna take that little kid and put her on my knee, though. <laughs> take the shades. It's not a ship, it's a skip, and it's disposable, though. It's more like a medical. Love life. that. Yeah, they probably had a big drop tip taken off planes. These people didn't leave. Come on. 
Zeke got them. They're all dead. First time, no goggles. In a way. Yeah, Vin was quick to get those goggles back on because it was either the goggles or the contact lenses, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, that's the truth. You know what should, you should have said there? Watch your fucking mouth. <laughs> What's interesting is people commented on the sexuality between Riddick and Fry in that. And a lot of people have said how, that they thought that the scene actually was sexy, that kind of that sexual energy with her turning around and saying, what do you think happened? No. Yeah? Hmm. The first time I heard it was after dailies. Hmm. I think your assistant said it. Oh my god, dude. <laughs> oh my god, dude. This impersonation of Ken to my you, assistant. You guys look so sexy there, man. Oh, dude, you gotta see it. <laughs> Ken to no relation, by the way. He Ken, just. Ken to still in Australia. You're still in Australia, he went native. Beach. Very tan now. By this point, he was white when he got there. He was very tan. He actually, I met him because uh, we had the same last name, and he was a, a film student at USC. So he called me up. Are we related, man? Okay. I remember this one. There was a huge debate on who should go first. Jack, wait, wait. How do you know that? You weren't there. The debate was solved by pure logic. Logic. <laughs> <laughs> I was there because of the Thank shot that you added in first. here with the, uh, her. The guy with the gun yeah. goes first, doesn't it, Cole? I don't know, man. I mean, in most worlds, not on this planet, though. <laughs> Uh-oh, you may, you may evoke something deep. <laughs> Truthful. I remember Cole saying, well, why don't I just shoot him as they go by? I would have laid a couple down. <laughs> should have? Should have anyway? Yeah, I would shoot one of them at least. Stacked out, out yeah. what it is. <laughs> but I try to describe yeah, it. It's, yeah. like, it's like this swarm. It's like there's no, there, there, there's nothing to shoot at. They're nowhere, they're David, everywhere. David, I saw it. <laughs> I was there, you weren't. Yeah? You took out a couple? Yeah, I shot a couple. I took Mounted them on the wall. <laughs> you didn't like that. You cut it out, I thought. We have a scene about that? I don't recall it. <laughs> All right. That was held a little too long. Pilgrim number three, out of action. This. Yeah. And why are the pilgrims, why were they inserted into the movie? <laughs> <laughs> Those were cool kids. They were really cool kids. They actually added a lot of life to the set. They did. They were having more fun than anybody the, else. What was the, the crazy kid's name? Fair? We had Ferris, we had yeah, Les, Ferris. and we had Les Sam. Les was a little quiet, but Sam, was, and Sam, Ferris was like, you could tell he, he was he was enjoying himself. Didn't Ferris he ask you one time, he's like, is it my close-up yet or something like that? <laughs> Didn't he ask you that? Yeah, I did. That's genius. My bloody close-up. Yeah. This was a long debate how this was going to yeah. happen. This is new scene to uh, the DVD version. The idea was to humanize Riddick a bit, to show that... 
She really didn't know that I was going to throw it on the ground. And she was really upset that I threw it on the ground. She couldn't believe it. Yeah, well, you see it there. You saw it there because she... The way it was written is I was supposed to take it and say thank you. Yeah. Or something to that effect. And when I threw it on the ground, she was like... Yeah. It shocked her and actually made her angry. But she adapted pretty well. She Beautifully. Yeah. She, she played it wonderfully. And then the little difference is we just come back to it. So we have the shock of that. When everyone's there, he'll reject the gift. Thank God after you they came leave, back to it, yeah. After they leave, That's what makes it. it cool. Yeah, this should have been in the film. Boom, and then we're out. Now, this was complicated. We, we were unsure whether people were going to get this. It actually turned into a really cool shot. Look at that. Yeah. I like that. Well, it's, 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 it's one of my favorite shots. I, I think we had a problem. Didn't we have a problem with us standing in the background like that? There was a discussion about, like, what are we doing here? Yeah. I said, are well... We, aren't we too comfortable? It was kind of a weird... Yeah. Yeah. But they needed to hear the information because it comes into play later on. So they needed to just see the model and see what... In, in I originally said, you're not afraid of the dark, to John's. That was actually a later shot that was cut and used for that scene. For Fry. I said, you're not afraid of the dark, to John's. Yeah. And, yeah, and now it was positioned to everybody, really, the audience. It's okay. Yeah, it was wonderful. Audience, yeah. It was basically there for a trailer shot. Love this shot. Love the tracking shot up into the skin. Yeah, and I actually like performances here an awful lot. Remember, it took us a long time to find the stride for this call because it was it was only like when we said let's let's go low with it, just like quiet low. Oh yeah, I always wanted it to be low though. I was never ever against that. I think. I think on the day, I mean, it was just, it was one of those scenes where everything's so tight. I mean, in putting the camera, finding the right spot, finding our place, and making Rada comfortable, because she wanted to stand, I think, through the scene. I yeah. love this, Cole. I love what you do here. And I like how she downplays it. The lighting just accentuates the scene. Yep. This was a big question, too, what the audience was going to get, or what, ha what that was, you know? And I think, I mean... Carries over into this. Yeah. That's, uh... Shaking like that in this seat. Not the most flattering of shots on my head. <laughs> well, you got axle grease on yeah. your head. Not the most flattering shot on my head. <laughs> I'm sitting there spitting. I hope I didn't make anyone get up and walk out of the theater on that shot. No, they dig it. I've heard some people say, you know, it's, it's a, a guy cool who, can, who can like shave with axle grease. That's my kind of guy. More trickeration here. Just this was actually one of the screen test scenes. And I didn't uh, screen test with Rada. I was actually screen testing with another actor. Another actor. Did you have to put on the, the, the goggles? I wish. <laughs> I wore sunglasses. 
<laughs> it was, uh, this is all tricky. Where I put the, I had to take off the breather because it was rattling and taking, making too much noise. We also had to take up time. But it also says I'm getting undressed now. I'm getting comfortable now. Right. It's almost like a uh, some sort of strange sexual prelude. Mm -hmm. Well, it's the first time too that I'm out of the picture completely. Uh, you know, mm -hmm. I'm nowhere to be. I mean, basically. John's ain't coming to the rescue here. No. Um, nor do I care really what's going on. The whole I've been meaning to catch up with you alone, unrestrained, was added on the day to add more uh, menace to the scene and make the scene more threatening. We had very limited space to work here because, again, it was a, a very confined set. Here was the time to play with the sexuality and be as nefarious as possible. Working her, working her. Working the head. My intent was to invade as much of her space as possible to make her as uncomfortable Don't as possible. Waste it's not easy what she's doing either, playing. Trying to play tough, but. But seeing through it, yeah. Yeah, but seeing through the fear. Letting the and others. registering the fear. Very difficult here because the chair because the seats offered so little movement, you had no way to really get into a two-shot. Love that. Love how the shadows. Noir shadows. Yeah, the raking shadows. Was there ever talk about doing that scene without your goggles on? Because it was so dark inside of them? Yeah. Yeah. That's a cool shot, too. Just throw it all out of focus. Let yeah, I love that. that one thought. <clears throat> Beautiful close-ups here. The actually second unit shot, Ian Thistle. you got to get on a big, long this lens is, to get these right. Uh, it's probably 150. Cool. That is actually my eye and my tear duct. So who are you, really? You're crazy. You're really crazy. I met with a guy in Australia. Um, and I asked him where was the most disgusting place that you've ever seen somebody shoot up, and he said the tear duct, the eyeball. And I brought that to David too, and David was a little bit skeptical, of course, at first, because a needle close to an actor's eye could uh, put him out of commission for some time. But David Egby and David Tui basically just guided me, and uh, it was retractable needle to the tear duct, and it ended up working very well, kind of. A bit of a cringe for the audience, that's a huge cringe. Is there anything else I should know about you, Johnson? So in the theatrical version, we only get about half of this scene, and basically she walks right out the door right there. So this is new material for the DVD. Gives a little backstory between Johns and Riddick. This is very important for me. That's my first run against Riddick. He went for the sweet spot and missed. Feel it. I say you have to go on. So I 
This is when the film starts to pick up. <laughs> this is when we come alive. If we need anything from the crash ship, I suggest we kick on. That sound kept solar. This sandcat was built by the art department actually on the chassis of an old mining vehicle. And I guess it's left-hand drive, even though every other vehicle in Australia is, is right-hand drive. Was that in the film? Which one? You come flying down? Yeah, it's in the film. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Riddick jumping in. This is an interesting moment between... Yeah, that was tricky. We were playing that out and uh, did that a bunch of times to get it right. It was tricky jumping onto that sandcat too when I was doing 15 yeah. miles an hour. So yes, this bone piece that falls down now is the same bone piece they encounter when they're running through that gauntlet later on in the nighttime sequence. I'm not sure the audience understands. Originally in the script, uh, that gives you scale, doesn't it? You originally in the script, Johns was the one that was actually going to get hit by the bones and not. Jack. Jack. Yeah. And then on the day, it became clear that Jack, would, that, that play, that, you know, that subtle pointing would be the right thing to do. You want to talk about Rihanna a little bit? You wouldn't leave that me, would you? Yeah. This is Rihanna Griffith. She's a very talented young actress. I said that. She does a wonderful job. She showed full commitment on the the first day when she, she had this long, beautiful blonde hair, and the first day when she opted to cut it all off, or agreed to cut it all off, uh, after a couple of years of six, you know, successful modeling career, uh, in order to do this, and for a 13-year-old junior high school girl. Uh, There's a lot pretty, of vested in their hair, isn't there? Yeah, that's pretty impressive. She was there every step of the way. She was actually probably the most easygoing person on the set. Um, good energy and uh, just brought a smile to everyone. Yeah. We'd originally scripted the parts, I'd originally scripted the part for uh, a female, Audrey, named Audrey, I think. <clears throat> and there just wasn't, given the fact that everyone else has so many secrets in the movie, John's character and the Pride character and Riddick's and his background, that it just seemed a little flat, so we said uh, the dimension that we can give her is that she'll be masquerading as a boy through most of the film because it'll be safer for uh, a young male to travel or someone who's perceived as, as a young boy than a girl, a young girl on, on her own. So um, that's what she had to play and we had to find somebody who could uh, 
who was slender enough, especially through the hips, to not give it away, and and uh, <laughs> was willing to cut her hair. She had she had this beautiful mane of hair, and uh, got rid of it all. Turned apart. No one ever answered John's because Riddick is so transfixed on the, the beauty of such power. I don't think you could ever count him either, Just to be fair. Perhaps you should flee! <laughs> Come on, run! We really were a lot there. And she's angry. Great shot. Yeah, I dig that shot. Come on! <clears throat> this is where it all starts. We talked about this a bit on the DVD track. What is that thing that you pitch aside when you stand up and throw a little piece of shit aside? We explained that it's... Um... Now this special effect, that running and literally leaping into a ditch, didn't help the shoulder condition that... Uh... <laughs> was created on the tarp pulling scene. And is the shiv, do I lift the shiv up in this? There goes uh, Shaza in two parts, actually. If you slow down, you'll see. The top half is screaming. So you're missing something here. This is it. Because no, this what is it. what we shot was he lifts up the shiv and the shiv gets devoured just like an inch away from his face. Half the shiv gets devoured, so he tosses away. By the because, stream of hatchlings, which is radio yeah, sharp. Right. So it's like Riddick testing, testing the enemy. Yeah. Testing how how dangerous it is. And he put up this Lebone blade into the stream of hatchlings and it whittled it down instantly. Right. That was the thought, but uh it was lost for cost reasons, and so you just see the tail end of it there with... My fear here was that, my concern was that with this shot, you wouldn't be able to get an idea of how big these creatures were. Yeah, we talked about this with Mr. Chang, and and yeah, you have to differentiate these from the hatchlings, the little guys, and he does that by, especially in this next installment, by making these slow down the animation, big gliders, so you realize, even though they're small in the screen, they have a lot of mass. And this is a beautiful shot, isn't it? That's a great shot. Just like a huge shot. It's a good night. Now the beginning of the end. This was a fun set, wasn't it? This is great. What was the deal with the door that was built a certain way and then it didn't work? Do you remember that? The door's on the left here? Yeah. Well, the whole cargo container is supposed to be upside down. But like every, everyone was livid because uh, the, the whole you and, and the rest of the producers and DP or something, were, were so, everyone was so upset because this door 
your mom tries to it rip is. it open and it like broke or something. <laughs> just and we lost. For, it's just it's know. just a shitty little slat door and, and you know it's got to like it's it's a hero door because it works on film. It's got to open and close and things like that. And it's like every time he, he tried to open it, it would just drop three inches. He'd have to shake it a bit. It'd drop another six inches. Shake it a little bit more. It's like this is this is an action sequence. You got to get through fast. See, this is a subtle introduction to their relationship, Riddick and John, that tees up the comedy between them later. <laughs> They're constantly pushing each other's buttons and right. playing with each other. In a very comfortable way. Yeah. They both know they're capable. They both know they're more capable than anybody else yeah. in the crew. And they're kind of playing with that. This is a semi-dangerous set. The torch was live. A very con again a very confined space. Excellent lighting, Mr. Egby. Just the yeah. chiseled light. Beautiful lighting. Should have done more of this. Nice That's look. That's one of my favorite shots. Nice look, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. And this too. This is great. Two, Sam. Why he's walking around, we don't know. <laughs> but it ends up working. I love that. First Predator POV. Yeah. The idea on those is that they <clears throat> they don't actually see, of course, they're blind creatures, but by issuing this sound uh, that reflects back, they're able to form a rough picture in their mind. Yeah, with echolocation in their mind. So we're actually seeing what the creature perceives. And that is really me with the torch in my hand, burning something. You did all your sense, didn't you? Every single one. Special effects. Yeah. I love this shot coming up. You take off running. Look at that slow mo. <clears throat> so 
Cole, did you miss that thing or did you hit that thing? That thing is done with butter. <laughs> as you can see. <laughs> I'll just set him up, you knock him out of the park. Another life saved. <laughs> Cole's going through the film, chalking up the good guy points. Some <laughs> <laughs> people to be aware. That would be a uh, one for the bad guy column. Yeah. <laughs> nope, I don't really care. <sighs> that was funny. That's actually one of my funny lines. One of my favorite lines. That's hysterical. David, did you take out the real vulgar part of the scene where I call her a, a very dirty name? You did, didn't you? <coughs> did it hurt a little so much? What was it? Did you use the C word or the? I think it was the B word, biatch. That's not so bad. No. Uh, if we did, it's not because it's. Uh, no. So we carry the cells. We drag them, whatever it takes. Now, how long can this last? A few hours. A day pass. I have the impression. It's very tricky to keep the story going and allow him time, Keith David time to remorse. Yeah, that's the thing about very it. Difficult. When you're knocking off as many people as we are, it's like logically there is grief period for Shaza because John got knocked, uh, the John Moore Z character got knocked off, and here with his pilgrims. But he plays it so well. You know those that, littered yeah. eyes that Keith has. Going back to it was real important. We almost weren't gonna. We were almost were out of time, and not going to be able to get that shot mm -hmm. uh, of the mom. It was important that we got, went back and actually covered that because it, that shot actually plays, that last shot of the mom. His face is perfect, isn't it? Yeah, he plays the remorse. Love this. The tapping was all decided on the day, which was perfect that that, that holster had that metallic thing. It's the first part to really where I think the character of John starts to feel he's losing control. Even in the dark. In this scene. But also, when you're playing it in your head that I can use this guy down the line Absolutely. Here, the reason I'm not going to kill him right now right. is that he can come in handy later on. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely that, but it's also once it's a tricky again, situation. It's now. a tricky He's, situation. He either has to align himself right. with, you know, the, his adversary, or make his obstacles that much harder. <clears throat> and also, they're still listening to Fry, which it's a pain in the ass. It's a very big, big problem. But John's doesn't really like all that much. Remember this? <laughs> this is a huge debate. A oh huge God. debate. Oh Cole was livid. Thank God this wasn't my fight. I want to take an audience poll. Man, on this this was not my fight. 
Cole is like, now why the hell aren't I moving forward? <laughs> I got the gotta, gun. <laughs> this has got to be the stupidest thing I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. I actually had to make that move by myself. David didn't advise me to walk up front. <laughs> <laughs> he took it on his own initiative. Well, now, we wound up playing it both ways. I like this moment in the film, too, because yeah. it's just... It's humanizing for both of you. Yeah. yeah. And if you it can't shows be afraid a of the bit of teamwork in a, in a strange way. In a strange way. But also it shows that we should both be afraid of these fuckers out there. Yeah. Right. Um, Camaraderie in a weird way. Yeah, in a weird way. These effects, the fiber optics were extremely cool. Not the easiest thing to No, the easiest this thing became, to the next shot after this was extremely difficult. Everyone was frustrated. Oh, God. This next shot when we're when we're taking off was like at 5 a.m. It was our 5 a.m. and it never worked. It never yeah. worked. Here's a nice little moment that I like with Jack, where she's holding the fiber optic up to her hand. You Is see, that in the you see the, the blood feature? Through. Yeah. In the domestic. But it goes this one because she's actually looking at her own blood. She's looking at her own vulnerability. and She's thinking ahead to you know her secret. Beautiful. It's yeah. introspective. It's beautiful. That's all we gotta do to live through this thing. Now, aren't we missing somebody? <laughs> it's one of my favorite scenes in the movie. Very kind of them. Yeah. Look, we're just wasting a lot here. Just let you know. You give them the cells. It's a cool shot on you, isn't it? Yeah, it's lit, beautiful. I don't care, Charles. I'm just so goddamn proud of you and your wife that you're worried about losing me. Is there anything at all? It was freezing out there because that was a true exterior. We tried one exit shot in Cooper Petey of them pulling the sled away. Uh, just never disastrous. worked. Disastrous. So this, this was, was this a was pure up. disaster. The reason why you don't see that shot carried through is because it never came off the skiff. And believe it or not, that that little thing that I'm pulling behind me weighs about 150 pounds. <laughs> a little yeah, sled. Everyone's really. They're pumped. working. They're really working there. Yeah, I know. And, and it I'm just kept just... breaking down in Cooper Petey. Finally, a mom. The man Everyone God. loves this shot. <laughs> The special effects of them closing, and that really gives a good sense. Yeah, it's nice. Just remember the last time Cooper Petey, Keats pulling that thing out, it breaks on him. Man. Motherfucker! <laughs> As a mom, you know? Stay close. We can get ready to say goodbye to Lewis. Lewis, I must say, is a very facile guy. Um, he'll give it to you, you know, any which way. And he's got a lot of ideas, quickly adaptable. And, uh, you know, if, the, if that delivery doesn't work for you, he's got this, he's got this, he's got this. And uh, a man who can juggle a lot of props. That was a very interesting part, too. I mean. Were you almost shot prior there? Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. had her in your sights. That, yeah, that's something that you, that you brought up on the day that I thought that was really interesting. That shot. Uh, where I'm scratching my face with the shiv. Right. Initially, uh, my character was humming three blind mice. What do you want? 
looking at everybody and kind of mocking their lack of sight. Now I remember when when Lewis came up with this idea, we were all like, mm. <laughs> a little hokey, it makes no sense at all. But, but. But when you throw special effects in there, yeah. those Maybe. special effects are brilliant and makes yeah. the scene a showstopper. That's a nice trailer moment, actually. Yeah. It's a beautiful trailer moment. Sold a few tickets. And one must always this be This was a great improvisation between me and Vin on the day. Glad to see you're okay. Yeah, glad to see you're okay. Yeah. That was, that that was great. some lightness to her. Very funny, yeah. Do I even want to know? Mm, not really. So subtle, I wonder if you believe it. <clears throat> I get it. Beautiful. Nice. This is all you need here. Yeah. He figures out they're tracking her. That's all I need. Well, Jack's like, are we getting close? The subtext was, well, can you answer me? We're about to die. Are we lost? Do you even know where we are? Listen! Canyon ahead. I circled once to buy some time to think. I think we should go now. Oh, I don't know about that. That's death row up there. Especially with the girl bleeding. The death row was always a concern of mine. Uh, I, w I wondered how it would play, and I think it worked. I hope it worked. <laughs> Please tell me it worked. <laughs> I don't know what the problem is, man. The her, the her that reveal, that's brilliant. Oh, yeah, where she's just in the background innocently, and then we sort of rack to her very quickly. Yeah. I like that. The G this whole scene works so nicely, because it looks like it's all unraveling. The crew's breaking down. That's a great look. Keith has those great close-ups, I must say. The eyes, it's all in the eyes for him. Not, not wild about my delivery, my dialogue there, but have to go back. what can you do? Yeah, oh, love this. This is this. Yeah, yeah. That's where we get into What'd you say? Excuse me? Love this. Temperatures flared on this day. Nice breeze, wide open space. I'm starting to enjoy my fucking self out here. You're right, Kevin. What's to be afraid of? John's gets mean here. But it makes sense. He makes sense, too. Yeah. Oh, it's all logic. So why don't you butch up stuff a cork in this fucking kid and let's go? He is the captain. You should listen to her. Listen to her? I asked David if I could blow his brains out right there, but he said no. Temperatures flared on this day. Boy, this is a day to remember because it was so intense. So many of these scenes were so intense that, uh... I had to walk away because I started laughing. Some of those magic flares sort of comes from nowhere. When did you have that shot? 
Up around the ground? Yeah. It's always been there. Really? Yeah. This scene, guys, <clears throat> one of my favorites. This is fun. It's just so calculated and so cold. And so, uh... I love this shot coming up. We did it 20 times from every different possible human. That's a cool shot, though, right there. It is. You gotta it's remember. It's a, a good shot. idea. You said stop and hear something. Yeah. There's yeah. Jeopardy inside the group. Yeah. There's Jeopardy outside the group. That was a good cool. idea. What are they doing up there? They're talking about the canyon, I suppose. How to get us through. Battlefield doctors decide who lives and dies. It's called triage. So laid back. The same thing. Yeah. You see, he didn't push. He didn't push too hard. And this, we can barely hear what they're saying. Mm. We got us a cable on the flood. We dragged the body 40, 50 feet behind us. Nice and those. Well, I don't want to feed him. I just want to keep him off our son. So which one caught your eye? All looped on my dad because of that goddamn flare. Yep. It's one of the best jobs of looping I've seen. That whole scene was completely looped. Just a little more space between us and that. Beautiful right, thing. Enough of this shit. You do the girl, and I'll keep the others off your back. This is when it's on. Yeah. This is the shot. It's not too this is it. You, but... but the audience is wondering what's going to happen. Is it... And the audience knows. Yeah. That's when I basically go, all right. Who's it going to be? Nice job. <laughs> that took us a long time to choreograph with yeah. the help of the stunt coordinators. Ooh. I dig this shot. Ooh, yeah. Can you believe we got away with that? Can you believe we got away with it? I can't worked on that so hard, long. It was half a day. So tricky. But people just went, ooh, ah, yeah. The idea for this chore choreography was to... <clears throat> have us not fight in the conventional sense, but more like two cobras dancing, where you, the two cobras would dance around one another and then furiously strike for seconds and then come back out. Yeah, and also, I mean, the speed of Riddick is just, I mean, it's 10 times faster than the human. Right. And it's almost, Taking the chains off, Johns. You won brave fuck before. I guess the audience gets the red shell business. I've had enough people comment on it to believe that it's selling. You've always loved that, haven't you? <laughs> This scene works big time. Yeah. Because you really feel like this guy's isolated and done in and vulnerable. And that's a great special effects shot. That's your stunt double. <laughs> 
That's stunt double. Ooh. Ooh. God, <laughs> yeah, thank good. you. Thank you. That was your stunt double. <laughs> good night, Mr. Johns. Well done, Peter Chang. <laughs> well done. The Chud shot, yeah. That's stunt double. Back to the ship, huh? There was no stunt double there. Yeah, the back of the ship. So you can't see what's eating you. That's the big plan? There's John. What's that? You're gonna lose everything. I didn't know people would get that. She just ate at your ship. She died fast. If we have any choice about it, that's the way this is all going. But she cried for John. She did. I, at the time, I wasn't... 100% convinced that people would understand that, and then later, after the, the test screenings. About that end? Don't yeah, grab Johnson either? Yeah. I think you got it. I mean, it's, it's, I mean, you know, the way I am in the scene before we and you talk, it's pretty, mm. I mean, people laugh because it's not, because it's kind of painful in a way, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? I remember hearing people giggle in the theater. Yeah, we played the little. Did you say pray or play? I have already played with the others. It is painless. It's pointless. Because you do not believe in God. Does not mean God does not believe in you. Spend half the life. I hate to say it, but I was acting against Imam's stunt double. Imam Standin. Remember that? The same ran over, uh, we, were we were on his coverage, and then we had to do it in the morning. <clears throat> we had to finish my coverage in the morning, and, uh, and I ended up having to do it with the stand-in. Who was throwing your lines? And you throwing my lines from behind the camera. There you go. <laughs> there you go. It was very awkward and interesting. Yeah. Uh, what people don't know is that a lot of these things are filmed under the least ideal conditions possible. Yeah. You, you want to finish a scene like that, at the end of the day, and you just want to go home and put it to bed. And when it doesn't go to bed, it's awful to bring it back and try to resurrect and get the same, get back to the mm -hmm. same energy you had the, the day before. It's very hard to do. Only see one way. It's a good scene. It's the first time you really get some insight though into the character Riddick, which is important for the for the story. Just keep the girl between you. What about the cells? Still got this intrigue going here. Like so that. the game we're playing. Now that Johns is gone, it's like, hmm. Is Riddick the guy? You gotta play this. Is he the guy that we can trust? Can he lead us now? Or, or can we not trust him to do that? Love this sequence. Wasn't too wild about my first move. But this stuff. This just, stuff you shoot it like you shoot or like a racehorse sequence in a way. Uh, just over crank it. And uh, this is great. Wet the actors down, wet the muscles down, and go for it, you know? Yeah, we, we really went for it. While you guys were doing this scene, I was sitting in the Great Barrier Reef in Northern Australia, <laughs> getting some sun. I think we all wanted to be there. Then you sold this, dragging, dragging a lot of weight back there, too. Yeah. It made it look like it was a, a real burden.
Like the, the music reflects you and what you're doing here. Every time the group starts to lag, the music goes away with, with that percussion track, and then it comes back in. It's almost like a lo yeah. locomotive. Got to keep going. Got to keep going. Exceptional job there. Riddick, One of my favorite lines in the film. What is? Her saying Riddick. Riddick. It's, oh. not, it's not unlike Shane. <laughs> You're right. You're right. It's got that got same quaver in it. Shane. This is a level shot of Thomas Chang. That's great. It just shows the mass of the creature, the size of the creature compared to Chang. The debate. And listen what the music does. As soon as you get going, it cranks, that percussion comes back in. Or it was doing that before when she was calling, doing the shame business. I got it. Just about the time it's gonna chud you. It's gonna head split you. Nope. I can't tell you how I felt hearing the audience respond to that. Yeah. Couple first couple previews, uh, and I gotta tell you, I I wasn't gung ho about that line. David did not know what he was fucking with. I wasn't 100 percent sold on that. Mm -hmm. You're like, just give it a shot, and we tried some other things, and we said give it a shot again. And you're yeah. right. Huge moment for the audience. Huge moment when Rudy kills the beast, barehanded. Ambiguity stays alive with this. Where the hell's your god now? He's still trying, though. This was a long week of wet, cold. And were they supposed to warm the water for you? They were gone out, and they never worked. And everyone was in raincoats and standing by heaters. And that was created on the day. <laughs> yeah. That concept. Yeah.
That stone literally weighed nothing. The trick was to make it heavy. Love all this, the, the ambiguity, the uncertainty of it. Him what am struggling I do? I'm doing the himself. best I can. I can't carry them through the, get them to the skiff. It's gotta be fun for you though, isn't it? Out in the rain and the mud, dragging these things, knowing the cameras. I love the shot. Eating it up. I loved, 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 loved the shot. It's probably one of my favorite sequences. Here's one of my favorite shots because it's lit like a Renaissance painting. Yeah, that's nice. Here's I shot. like Rod of Silence. Oh, love that. Love the, the just silhouette. Just the black. Just the I love black. that shot, too. Yeah. His POV. But that's like, that's like probably my favorite shot in the film. Yeah. Thank God it was on me. <laughs> special, isn't it? <laughs> He's a special but I don't guy. know what I'd do. If, if I'm going to say that, I might as well follow through on it. Yeah. I think you, you've said it about 14 different times. That's your favorite shot, though, bud. That one? <laughs> I'm talking about your shots more than mine. We got a lot of favorite shots. Cole, don't do that. <laughs> don't start counting up shots. That's bullshit, Cole. I like how we played this very much. Um, in that it's We've done all the, all the scared thing. We've done that to death, so I just asked the actors to be quiet and just listen to the sounds. And the creepiness will come through, trust me. Love this sequence. Love the blue sepia tone. It's kind of magical, isn't it? Especially yeah. with Graham Ravel's music, what he laid in here first. Yeah, yeah. It makes it delicate stars, and Stars, it looks like a sea of moving stars. Yeah. And there are Sky people that thing. said, you know, you'll always hear this when you're when you're scripting something, when you're shooting something. There'll always be somebody who who d doesn't like the idea, doesn't like the notion. Why are there glowworms all of why a sudden? Why are there glowworms, and why do they survive? Well, they survive because they have lights, you know. And uh, <clears throat> but there are people who think who think you're walking a fine line here and saying that's that's kind of a goofy thing. You know, they find these worms, and the worms it could are going to be very them. goofy. Could be goofy. No, but the way you set it up and, and, and what's behind it, it's, it works. Yeah. But like everything, it's all it had the, to work. It's all in the execution. Yeah, yeah. Like everything. This is tricky. The whole light thing. I, I think people get it though. Oh, we had an insert later shot, right? Yep, yep, yep. And that's why it looks like an insert too. <laughs> Followed by my least favorite shot. That insert. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. What's well, it, what happened is that a second unit, supposed to be, a second unit gang in London shot it <clears throat> about uh, five months after the fact. This is great. That her climbing over the rocks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's all about execu execution or lack of. <clears throat> Yeah, it grieves me that we didn't get that shot down better and that we didn't shoot it first unit. And That's great, that shot. I mean, um, Keith's face, yeah. I love the night sequence. I love, I love the colors. And... 
Now, people often said, you were going to leave him? Why would your character leave him? And I think my character calculated that there was no possible way to save everybody. It was a pure, practical, and logical decision. And it's her strength and her survival instinct that enlightens him that the impossible is possible. And one of the key lines here is that, you know, you must have some small part of you wanted to rejoin the human race. It must have. Right. And she's actually right, even though he denies it at the time. Right. Come on, Riddick. There's got to be some part of you that wants to rejoin the human race. Truthfully, I wouldn't know how. Well, then just give me more life for them. I'll go back by myself. Okay. <laughs> this moment would have been a lot better had the, had the insert worked, yeah. Right, but it still worked even before the insert was put in. Yeah. Please just go with me. They didn't care whether it worked or not. Yeah, yeah, just go on your, go on your own. <sighs> he has not, he's not healed. He has not conformed to humanity yet. <clears throat> you don't know anything about me. This whole talking over this thing is probably really retarded. <laughs> I mean, at the end of the day, it, it must be little to film. I wish everyone knew that we were just like sitting in a room. It's two hours of a day. We want to do it. And we can't smoke cigarettes either because of death to it. And it's, it's not, this isn't pre scripted. You follow me? People should know that we're just three guys sitting in the uh, ADR room. Love this scene. Love what she does here because what was tricky, I think she really brought it home there. But she, but what was tricky was we had to have her be aggressive and it was difficult to make it believable that she could push him off mm -hmm. the skiff, so we so we created a distraction for him. So everyone in the theater is like, "Come on!" I love what you do to her, though. Right. <laughs> yeah. But when like you turn she, the tables, she looks like she weighs like a buck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Watch sure. Crunch, Smart. crunch, crunch. How are you? Good evening. You have now knife to your throat. And the thing is. He could have done it at any time, but he, right. he, let her, he let her go on a bit. I didn't like to get that thing off my neck, a little loose. Yes, I would, Riddick. But it was kinda, okay. It was kind of like the whole thing with the beautiful charging at me. A little bit. But why are we critiquing? What is this critiquing the movie thing about? <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you, man. What do you think about it, Cole? I think it's... it's you can't win if you critique a movie. Mm. I like the movie. I enjoy I the movie. This whole thing of critiquing the movie is bizarre. It's probably one of the most asinine things ever created. <laughs> the future. Here's, here's the question. Like, where did Fry go? <laughs> and what is she doing down there? <laughs> hey, come on. Dude, Sorry. seriously. I said Fry. I said Fry. It gets, it gets very light right there, which I'm concerned about. And that's, Keith actually comes up with a very nice retort, too. Your question, where the hell's your God now? And then he says, there's my God. Beautiful. He came back in the form of you. Did he say that? <clears throat> that's, that's Keith's ad lib, yes. Oh, that's beautiful. Beautiful. That was beautiful. Awesome. I didn't know Keith ad lib that. That was great. This, I, I love this special effects shot. Love this whole sequence. Then, like, 
drinking. You guys wish you had John's now, huh? <laughs> John's, go clear a path. Check it out. It actually works because the reason why this works is because such an, uh, such a, a lifelike, realistic animal response was given to those creatures. Mm -hmm. You know, from when they pop up. Favorite shots, favorite shots. Big boy! My favorite shot. My favorite shot in the film. This one? Yeah. 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 Not thought of as a visual effects shot at first. It was just you scrambling up the hill. It yeah, got turned no, into my favorite effect. shot. When they laid that special effects and I just went, what? <laughs> I jumped out of my seat. I said, I, I can't believe I'm in one of these films that I grew up watching and loving. And uh -oh, now I'm look, being chased uh -oh. by a two-ton creature. Uh-oh, look at what we have here. Another big boy. Round two. Oh, good. This, this is this is actually very smooth. Look at that. Oh. Maybe you should explain to the audience what exactly you were looking at when you were doing that. Blind spot. Right. It was my head. No, no, but I'm saying when you were actually doing the scene, the creature wasn't there. Oh, so oh, 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 right, right, right. We used, we actually used a doll, mm -hmm. um, a puppet, for part of it, and. Uh, improv the other part of it, kind of put it all together. And then Peter Chang actually animated the creature to this your movement. And the so knife comes up. <laughs> there needed to be more sounds here, though. That's what you wanted. More. You almost wish you had another day to go back or something. But we I ended up putting the sounds. Another day. But did you're you ever, off, are there sounds? You're off stage screen, remember this? Oh, right, 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 right. David, did you ever consider just staying on the creatures and and invent? Not enough money. Not coming back here? Huh? Not coming Not back here? Not enough money. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's a God's honest truth. Yeah, thin customers. No, I the wish. creatures. I like how we shot this. Just the handheld urgency in your face. Quick, dirty. Jumpy. Like that. I like seeing Riddick on his last legs. You know, it's like giving up the ghost. This was a Ready. very taxing. This is so emotional. This this shooting day. You were a little bit worried about it too, about yeah, about giving her so much power on the scene as to being able to rescue you. But look, you know, our heart is with you, now, and and we and we love her for it too, for making the attempt. I said I'd die for them, not you. Let's move. Come on. I actually liked that she was rescuing me. Yeah, that I was, think it's, yeah, I thought although that was you're funny. trying to. Uh, I thought that was trying wrong. to kiss her a little, a little bit, a little back action. Get a little, <laughs> getting a little. Love how you slow moed it. See this little camera bump here? Boom! A little camera bump. Yeah. Wish I didn't have it. It's Why? Because, because it's because we only had the story is we only had one take there, right? <clears throat> Why do you what camera bump? Uh, the camera following you down, it goes up and down, up and down, and it bounces. And it oh, I didn't even know. Yeah, but that's because I never thought it would be in the film. 
I was shooting it because you <laughs> wanted it shot. And I'm thinking, I'll give this fucker one take. It'll never be in the film. You do That's not true. need it. That's true. You know? Because was I was just going to have her go shot. away. And that was it. Cut. That's so funny. And Vince says, no, I got more. I got more to give you. I'll go down the ground. I'll That's do all right. this stuff. That's right. And I, I gave it to him, but I said, Phew. Okay. I never be it. in the film. And you know what? I saw it. And you sold it so well, I said, it's got to be in. Thank you. Camera bump and all. But had I known it, you know, I would have... We'd shot it another take. Would have corrected that, you know. Love this. The original ending didn't have this extra sequence. What are you doing? This uh, false calm here? Yeah. The original ending didn't have this... Concept. You love the eye shine there, don't you? Yeah. Gotta love that. Extra punch. I just, I, I, I love that this, because before the original ending was just them flying off. I think so, yeah. It needed that extra scare. Mm -hmm. It needed that extra threat. And him doing something, some retaliation against these creatures. When it, originally the concept was to allow him to donut the skiff like you would a motorcycle and torch it at 360 degrees radius. But we didn't have the money for that. <laughs> Not nearly. This so, is a great shot, though, the burnaway yeah, shot. Yeah, I love how they added the, the special effects as he goes away. You get the idea that he's plowing through a shitload of them. Yeah. You get the idea. He's hurting them. Love that. I love this film. <laughs> The, uh, the idea is the, <laughs> Tell me. the skiff has fabric wings yeah, like that are designed to burn I love off uh, in atmosphere. And that's what that is, even though people don't understand it. I think she does a great job here. A lot of questions we would be running to. Could even be a murder ship. Just perfect. Good. Good. Rihanna, you really tore it up there. That's a one. Perfect understatement. Perfect reaction shot by Keith David. Perfect. Just the camera. Just the camera. With Keith David. Perfect. Love this. Mm -hmm. Love that. Hovering above the meteors. Just beautiful. What are those? The particulate matter that make up the rings of the okay. planet. <laughs> David Terry, ladies and gentlemen. All right. Ken and Jim Wait and David Terry, ladies and gentlemen. Sorry about Ken and Jim Wheat, ladies and gentlemen. Produ produced by the Tom Engelman. Who's that? Who's, who is Tom? <laughs> Ted Field, who's actually Scott responsible Crook. for getting me in the film. Patron Saints. Indeed, ladies and gentlemen. Rada, who couldn't join us today, but she's very sad. Rada, don't ever shoot me from that fucking low angle again, Mitchell. <laughs> Cole Hauser. Louis Fitzgerald. Louis well, Fitzgerald. you could do the rest. Claudia Black. This is Claudia Black. And Keith, Keith David Davis. as Elamond. Where's your ass? Mary and McCarthy. What's that? Nice ladies. David Agley. Boy, the crew on this was so, so amazing and instrumental in making this happen. 